This is Michael Lowe, and you're listening to May I Ask You a Question. In part two of my conversation with Landon Miller, a quick comment about coffee moves into a conversation about homelessness. We then talk about his love for his wife, Nicole, and leading his family. Thanks for listening. Hey, when you sent me that picture the other day when you were sitting at Narrative, yeah, that was such an encouragement, man. Like, really? I know it's the stupidest thing in the world, but it's just a real, it was just an encouragement. Yeah, thanks. Because because I was thinking I mean, about you? Or because it was, it was good coffee? Well, I think that it's a connection, right? So, yeah. you know, when I think of narrative, I actually think of you. I think about the ambiance. I think about all of those things that kind of intertwine and connect. And I'm like, you know, one of the last times that I saw Mike was, you know, at narrative you know yeah. obviously it was kind of a cool little spot so anyways. well you had that you had that yeah. great guatemalan too that one day and then i went uh, soon after yeah. you got the same thing on your recommendation amen there you go in in the beautiful town of everett well there are sections <laughs> you that, know uh, are more beautiful than others sadly, uh, when I've driven through, so I, I hadn't gone to narrative probably for a few months because of COVID. I just was, I wasn't keeping up with uh, whether or not they were open. And then yeah. within the past month, month and a half, I've been going more, but it's kind of sad because before when I would drive through, you kind of see all the money that the, the town is investing in itself and whatnot. Yeah. But then now when I drive through, I just see more homeless. Um, yeah. and I don't know, I don't know if it's all because of COVID or what, but um, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a little, little bit of a bummer, I guess. You know, what's sad is that it's like they've, so they cleaned a lot of that up, right? So mm-hmm. that's kind of years past. It had a huge homeless problem yep. and then and it kind of got eradicated, so to speak, and kind of moved off. Actually, it's, it's how they do it. They just move it to another area, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, But then I think because of COVID and much like most other places, LA, the same thing here in Hawaii, same thing. You just see homeless populations and communities moving into places that would not have normally been there. So, yeah. And there's no, there's no like, um, how do I say this? There's no response, right? So they don't, you know, there's no actual plan to help the problem other than like, right you know, tear something down and then hope that something happens. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, Hey, let's, t- let's just go through, bring our dumpsters, throw everything away. Mm-hmm. And then what we assume is going to happen is that those guys are all going to get jobs mm-hmm. because they don't have a home anymore. So like, Hey, let's, you know, they're just going to go get a job. They're going to come back into society and boom, right. we're done. Well, and yeah. like I've, I guess I don't know exactly because I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it or researching it or even spending time with them. But <clears throat> I I thought the other day, I was like, homelessness seems to be more of a symptom of where they are in life. And like he, my hypothesis was that you kind of have to lose hope to a point where you think, oh, I'm not going to get a job. I'm not going to be able to have a place that I right. can live and, and I'm going to just resign myself to be homeless. And that's, uh, you know, like – I, in some form or fashion, like, I don't think that there is a different or better path for me aside from right. homelessness. And it's just kind of, I don't know, well, it's a little Everyone's sad. got a story, right? Right. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a circumstance. And I think that we even, uh, you know, we can jump into a whole big conversation about this, but 
You know, we are, everyone's depending on someone else to fix the problem. Nobody actually wants to put the brain power or think about how do we actually help the people that are there. And mm-hmm. I don't know, one of the guys from the Union Rescue Mission in L.A. said something to me a long time ago that that's just stuck in my mind. I was asking him, how do you help, like, how do I help my children to um, view and to respect and to understand the situation of homelessness when we see people on the street corners all the time and some look like they're needy some look like you have no idea Uh, do we give to them you know what do we do to help this as a human being um, and as a christ follower and he said something that you can give every person is to acknowledge their existence and that was something that really helped because you know, in some ways, when I walked by or passed a, you know, a person that was standing there, I'd almost want to turn away and deny that, like, yeah. that was even happening. Right. And this guy told me, no, actually acknowledge their existence. They're made in the image of God. Um, they are, you know, they're a bearer of that image. And they are forgotten society, so to speak. You know, yeah. their situation we don't know. But that's helped me, you know, to look at somebody to acknowledge them, have eye-to-eye contact, to say hi, there's a greeting. And often what I didn't expect was the response. You know, even like at our church, we've got two homeless people that live fairly close to the church. And I I know the guy now, his name's Ryan. Um, when I say his name, he loves to hear his name. It's mm. the most interesting thing. Like you can wave at someone and they might not acknowledge you. When you address them by their name, they're all of a sudden they've gone from an unknown, you know, person to now a known commodity. Yeah. And his eyes light up like, oh, man, oh, there's my guy. You know, I don't think he knows my name, but he just really enjoys that interaction. And we've had little conversations. I'm trying to hopefully get into a deeper conversation just to ask him, you know, I want to know how. I don't want to know all sorts of things like what is the setting of life that you're in? Why did you get here? You know, some of it is, you know, obviously you've got all sorts of issues with drugs and things like that. But I feel like the church actually has a responsibility in this and we don't want to, we actually don't want to believe that because in some ways we want to believe that someone else is going to fix it. And then we'll kind of curtail our ministries and our people around like, you know, middle-class America that respond to what we say and move with us when we move, when in reality there's a people group that just kind of sit around, they sit there, I think in some ways longing for someone to actually acknowledge them, and yet they're just the missing, you know, the missing group. I mean, there's, uh, like you made me think, the word that came to mind was dignity. Like there's a dignity in just being recognized and acknowledged and then once you like even as you were talking like when you know their name then there's like on the spectrum of like uh i guess a personal intimacy there's like you know to know and be known is something that we all long for right and then when you when you know their name then that's it's a name is it seems like just a name until you know that somebody put out the effort to actually know what name i was given and how i'm you know how i call myself type of a thing right right um, and that kind of is just one of the aspects or the tip of the iceberg of knowing then or being able to enter into their story and knowing what that mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, there's, I know in Washington, you guys have a big problem. Here in Hawaii, we have a huge homeless problem um, for numerous reasons. But, I mean, we're trying to figure some of that stuff out. I don't think we're, you know, trying to reinvent the wheel. But mm-hmm. I do, I do believe that the church has that responsibility, like I said. And, you know, it's a matter of not just like thinking about it and yeah. praying about it, but putting kind of our, our thoughts and prayers to action and um yeah but you know we often come to we often come to faith acknowledging our need um but we don't always we kind of then subtly begin to um worship the fact that we have the need and the comfort that's provided with our faith by our faith and then subtly i'm in my my fear is that we begin to worship the comfort and we don't worship. Yeah. Uh, we, we stop to worship Christ as our comforter. Um, but we, we just yeah. we kind of, we, we enjoy the peace that we get. We like the benefits that we get, but we don't acknowledge yeah. like, no, that there's more to it than this. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that just reminds me of Romans one, right. On the other side as we worship the creation rather than the creator, mm-hmm. you know, much the same way. I think we, we tend to, you know, enjoy blessing, right? We tend to enjoy what's been given. Mm-hmm. And then that then becomes our focus rather than the one who is the giver or the one who is the provider. I think that's, you know, such an issue and comfort falls right into that category. Yeah. I, I want to be sensitive to your time. Can I keep you for 15 more minutes? Yeah, totally. Um. Uh, I asked my wife, I was like, hey, what should I ask Landon? And she said, ask him uh, ask him what he's learned from his wife. And so, uh, but I want to ask that question in a couple ways. One, <laughs> one, since you've moved there and kind of... Everything. <laughs> Jesus. Um, Quite questions done. <laughs> but uh, since, since moving there, are there things that she I gotta has... go. No, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get... <laughs> This is only going to get me in trouble. Sorry. Um, well, those 15 minutes are not going to work now. Sorry, yeah. i got to go. Self-edit. Um, <laughs> since moving there, are the things that she's observed or kind of taught you, and you're like, wow, I, I'm really glad that uh, I have her as my, uh, you know, as my uh, co-pilot, so to speak, uh, because I, I would not have thought about it that that way or, you know, that sort of a thing. And then even just the, the course, you guys have been married for what? 15 years-ish? 16, 17, 35? 20 years this coming up. This next nice. year will be 20. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, boy, my wife has, uh, she's just been God's gift, you know, to me in, in my own life personally, but also in, in ministry. Yeah. Um, I mean, to say that I, you know, to say that I've learned from a lot of different people is true. God's put a lot of people in my life to learn from. And the constant person that God's put in my life to learn from is Nicole. I think one of the biggest things that she demonstrates in ministry is patience. Mm. She is probably one of the most long-suffering people uh, that I've ever met. And she certainly shows that towards me. But I've watched her in particular in ministry Mm. Um, here in Hawaii. And part of that is just going off of what we just talked about in the differences of race and the differences of uh, being in a family where all of my kids 
in some ways kind of look the part of the culture. You know, they look like every other kid here almost. Hmm. And in some ways I might because I'm half Japanese or whatever. But my wife would say that she feels at times that even in our own family, she feels like she's the outsider. Hmm. Um, And she doesn't vocalize that. She's not upset about that in any way. But just watching her patience with people and um, and not forcing her way into relationship where I tend to be the one who's like, hey, let's get, you know, let's have a relationship. Let's, you yeah. know, let's go. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then people are kind of like, oh, like, hey, back off, man. And um, I was like that with you for that, Right. Exactly. <laughs> I remember that. So <laughs> here, I mean, there's a large Asian population, right? So yeah. There's a wall that's just culturally that's going to be up that's like, hey, I'm yep. not ready to tell you my life story yet because we don't know each other. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, do you want to know about, you know, everything? There you go. <laughs> and they're like, whoa. Um, Nicole just patiently waits for people. Yeah. You know, she um, she loves them. She cares for them. And she just shows a patience. Um, that in their time and in their way, that relationship is going to be built. She's a she's a person that's for the long haul. You know, yeah. she has deep okay. relationships, whereas I might have a lot of relationships that maybe aren't all the way deep. It's really just uh, um, it's really just an exciting thing, you know, to see that. So I yeah, yeah I, I have to learn that. Um, she's a hard worker. Uh, she has been from day one just committed to where God has us. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if that means working herself or adjusting her schedule, or even right now uh, we have, um, we had an administrative assistant that resigned and, you know, Nicole just stepped in to Mm -hmm. take, you know, to just do stuff, not, not for pay, but just because she loves the ministry and she just is a part she's, of it. She and, sees the needs and she just wants yeah, to fill them. Yeah. She sees a need and she's just going to step in and do that. Um, it's a hard season of life with family, you know, like we're, we're, we're raising six kids right now and we have the gamut from junior and high school all the way down to kindergarten. And so, you know, we're trying to manage that. And so it's a season where that's, you know, sometimes that takes more of a precedence, but the balance mm-hmm. of ministry in family ministry and the balance yeah. of church sure. and family ministry has been good. Um, the other piece would be like, she's the furthest from her family, yeah. you know, like, you know, she's having to deal with other things. You know, I have family that's nearby and she's adopted into that family, but her family, they're all in Minnesota and, and Michigan. So yeah, that distance has been difficult and just seeing her just in, honestly, Michael, it's just embrace God's plan and embrace yeah. God's, you know, provision for us, even though it's not, you know, meeting Easy. every single yeah. thing, right. Yeah. Or giving yeah. you what you want. Um, I just see that constant. She's just, a, she's like, even Nicole's mm-hmm. just the, even she's not like the high and low person. She's just steady. Yeah. And, you know, at times I can be like, you know, riding roller coasters, you know, well, yeah. no, my roller coasters tends to be going like up, up, up. <laughs> Eternally optimistic. optimistic. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yay, yay. Um, and I, you know, I don't face like real deep lows, although I have had the deep ones at times. I just see Nicole just like very steady. She just mm-hmm. continues to, you know, faithfully love Christ. Um, I, I watch her. 
you know, just her desire to grow. And I think that's been a testimony as well. You know, like I, I am doing different things and studying and meeting with people. And she's like, I just, I'm dedicated to growing in the Lord. And it's a very personal thing. And I just see that as uh, just as such a mark of someone who just, I don't know, she loves the Lord. And yeah, I have been observant but i've also you know had the privilege of almost 20 years now just watching someone through the test of time remain the same and i don't mean like you know she's growing obviously and that's the sanctification side but yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, she's just a very steady person so very thankful that's sweet um yeah i mean it uh it's it is it's always fun to hear and uh, fun and encouraging to hear um, kind of how um, someone appreciates and admires their spouse. I hear a lot of that in what you're saying. Um, and it, I think I, I keep thinking about the patience that you talked about. Like there's just there's just a uh, almost a determination and a, um, a fixation on, hey, I'm going to connect with you, but I'm going to wait for, for you to. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go 100% because I I don't want you to feel as if I'm trying to be invasive. But it's just. Yes. yes. I, I'm I'm going to take a step out and I'm going to wait for you uh, to reach out and just so you know I'm here. I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still here. Yep. And that's what yep. that's that's uh that's great. That's encouraging. Yeah. She's also done some things, Michael, that are out of her comfort zone recently. Even like she's teaching a women's Bible study right now, and part of it is. You know, we were in this lockdown stuff and our people needed, they needed the word, they needed mm -hmm. fellowship. And yeah. so we are meeting all the requirements that the state has put. But um, we also needed, you know, I, I needed Nicole to teach. Mm -hmm. um, I really, I really did. And the church, I think, is a benefactor of that. And she's, she's gifted in it, um, but it's not her comfort. You know, she's yeah. not the one going, I want to teach, I want to teach, you know. And so, yeah. you know, just her willingness to say, I will do that because I know it's it's a need. You know, I'm, I'm committed to that. And, you know, I just, it's been a, such an admirable thing because there are things that I am not comfortable doing Yeah. as well. And so, like, would I be comfortable and be willing to do the uncomfortable thing because I believe it's a necessity for the body? Right. You right. know, um, it's easy for me to go, well, I would teach, yeah. you know, if I were in your <laughs> shoes, I would yeah. do that, you know, because like, yeah, in some ways I'm more comfortable doing that, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, you're a pastor. But, yeah. Well, but am I going to write a letter right. to somebody? Right. You know, where Nicole's going to hand write a letter and that's a comfort thing for her that she can do that. Is that comfortable for me doing that? Because it's going to meet someone's need. And I would go like, sometimes like, ah, I don't really want to, I'll just talk to them. You know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, they wouldn't be able to read my handwriting anyways. I just type on. Yeah. Computers. Come on. You know? So I just think there's a lot. Yeah. It's just a lot to learn from that. And uh, it's a blessing, you know, the Lord's given us, you know, blessings in that help me. So, um, you talked about uh, parenting from kindergarten to a junior in high school. Um, that, that that that's that's tough because you you kind of have to, uh, as the parent, shift your mindset of what are they going through in life, and it that's a huge spectrum. It would seem. Um, what what parenting advice? Maybe not for 
maybe generally as as you reflect on on parenting what parenting advice would you give people as you think of uh your six kids i'm real hesitant to give advice (laughs) 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 maybe maybe that just means stay humble (laughs) well we're just in the throes of like i mean we're in the throes of of parenting right now and there are things that have worked for some that don't work for others we have failed miserably um in in many areas of our parenting and um you know and we've seen the lord do some great things and i just think there's there's a real joy in you know just allowing our kids into our lives you know um we want our kids to see our struggle and we want our kids to see Christ. So Mm -hmm. I think that that has been great conversation. Um, And it's changing, you know, in the sense that like our older kids, the conversations have changed and it's been really fun, you know, to be able to have more adult type conversations Mm -hmm. and um, ministry related conversations and things like that. Uh, it's been really fun to watch even our older kids have a role in the younger kids' lives in yeah. ways that, you know, they didn't have that. The older kids didn't have that. And so I think it's kind of neat. Yeah, they had to do that with you. Um, exactly. Which is why they're all messed up. <laughs> um, and it, it's just been, it's been fun. It's a neat season. I mean, I think we're at that place right now. It's a really strange place where, our la- our youngest is now in school, and for the first time, all of our kids are in school. Oh, okay. um, yep. So that's an interesting time. The second piece is that you know we're also counting the cost and the time of like our oldest son is a year and a half left of school and yeah. potentially in our home. So there's a weird juxtaposition of like we we just want time with him mm-hmm. and he. Uh, we want to invest and we know that like God has only given us this amount of time potentially. And then there's the other side of like, hurry up and grow up, you know, to our <laughs> younger kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. can you just get out of this stage? You know, like this morning, our youngest son like plugged the toilet for the like one millionth time. And I'm like, <laughs> did you, uh, you know, what are you doing? Like, why, why did this happen again? You know, like what? Um, and it's like, grow up. But at the same time, we don't actually want that, you know, like, (laughs) you know, like our selfishness is like, would you just get out of this stage? And then I think, you know, we long for it. I mean, we've got now, you know, six years or so, you know, that, that we just don't have a kid in that, you know, feeding stage or the, the, you know, that I want to hug you all the time stage, you know, our kids aren't really there and so you almost are like oh it's kind of fun you know yeah 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 that's happening we totally forget that we were up like 15 times a night (laughs) you know as uh as my son isaiah has been getting older i've uh i've observed to a few i don't know a few weeks ago i was like wow he was a lot easier when his brain was less developed but the brain development is the brain development is what you want. And so I, I, I feel, you know, even my he's only three and a half, but I feel the tension of just like, oh, why is this so difficult? And then I look at old pictures and like, oh, man. And then I think about, well, what do I it, it's inevitable. He's going to grow up. And yep. so how, how do I best equip him and how do I, 
keep the relational door open. And I appreciate, you know, even you talking about the, uh, uh, the transparency that you want with their kids and to show them your struggles, to see that Christ redeems even those struggles of mom and dad, as much as hopefully they admire you. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. Well, they're, they're a blessing to us and, you know, it's been, it's amazing that God opens up ministry doors because of our children, Yeah, you know, which has been super fascinating um, to watch and experience. Yeah. Yeah. And fun. Well, Landon, I uh, want to be respectful of your time. That 15 minutes has come up. Thank you so much for um, sparing the time. And uh, thank you to Nicole as well uh, and to your kids. <laughs> Michael, this has really been special. I feel like the time has, I mean, it feels like we're in the same room, but it's been just fun. I miss these conversations oh, yeah. because I know like this type of a conversation, you know, was like we're sitting in a coffee shop and yeah. it would be normal. So, well, we, we yeah. did each brew our own cup of coffee as uh, before we, know. Before we I came know. on and, and we were texting about it. But hopefully, hopefully, um, soon enough, uh, we'll be able to come visit you guys and not. And yes. as I as, as I think about what you've said, hopefully not just for the sake of the beaches and right. uh, for the tourist traps, uh, but just to kind of to catch up with you guys in person, support ministry and mm. uh, support the growing of relationships. Amen, brother. Well, thank you for having me and greet your family, please. Yeah, All thank right, you. Brother. Greet your family as well. Thanks, okay. Landon. God bless. Bye. so much for listening to this conversation with Landon Miller. Hope you enjoyed Faith, Resilience, and Community.